Yo fam, top of the morning. How we doing? What an incredible week over here at the podcast. We've had three bangers and I tell you what, it's only getting better. This episode, straight from Iowa, Mike Wicket, Wicket on Wisconsin, all over the place, ESPN, Laser 103. This kid's got a voice on him. Woo doggy. Make sure you like, subscribe to Mike, A-R-D, me. Appreciate y'all. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Get it. I'm going to show you how great I am. There he is. We got the band, the guest of the Hello. hour, Mike Wicket. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, sir? I'm actually, hold on one second. There it is. Much there better it now. is. Much there better is. now. <laughs> God bless you, man. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to have you on the show, Mike. I you am are... uh, thrilled to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, I love your backdrop there. That's a hell of a shot of Lambeau Field. This is Field. actually live from Lambeau Field. Yeah, I'm up <laughs> yeah. in Crow's Nest, uh, you nice. know, on Oneida, looking over perfect. the <laughs> looking uh, over Lambeau. What construction <laughs> they got going on down there? Well, it doesn't seem like any because nothing's uh, moving. It's good. Like it, they froze it in time for me. That's what it is. We didn't want to be a distraction. Mike, I'm Eric. This is uh, Sean. We call him ARD, Aaron, Rob, Aaron Rogers Doppelganger. He goes Jesus. by on Twitter. Christ, so, he uh, does. <laughs> I do what I can. So uh, we're having fun here on Thursday nights and as training camp is kicking away and talking about Packers and everything else. But, man, before we get into any of this, Mike. Yeah. You're a man of many, many hats. You're all over. You got a voice like I have not heard on the internets, man. You're all over. You got, uh, you know, Heather and Wicket in the morning. You're on uh, Wicket on Wisconsin. You're, you're you're just an incredible guy. You live, though, in Iowa. You're not a Wisconsin resident. Let's get into the history, man. Why are you um, Yeah, I uh, actually, I moved. I was in Wisconsin for 10 years, nine and a half years. I moved there in 2007. When I started working at uh, 1250 WSSP, the fan, I was doing mornings with Doug Russell, who was still, I believe, on 97.3, the game in, in, in Milwaukee. Nice. And I, and I just, you know, I remember Greg Jennings got blasted for saying it was almost oh, yeah. cult-like to become a Green Bay Packer <laughs> into the Packer Nation. Well, when you talk about the Packers every morning, Monday through Friday, and you cover the Packers and all your friends are Packers fans. And I was, you know, I'm originally from the Detroit area, but... I was never, I was never in that cult. I could never yeah. be a Lions fan ever in my life growing up. Uh, Good for them so for being able to. It was easy to become a Packers fan and to mm -hmm. become a Bucks fan because at the time the Bucks. I mean, when I moved there, the debate was: do they max out Mo Williams? So like, <laughs> we had never heard of Giannis. We had never yeah. heard of Mike Budenholzer outside of he was an assistant somewhere. I think with mm -hmm. San Antonio or whatever at the time. So like we. I, I just became a fan of the Wisconsin sports. And That's I like great. to tell people that I was born in Detroit, but from the 10 years I lived there, I grew up in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And when I, my wife, uh, that, that time, my girlfriend, she got a job in Kansas city. And then I went down to Kansas city and I was doing the show from a small studio about the size of the same closet that you can't see right now. <laughs> uh, I did that for about a year. And then I got a job in Kansas city so I could stop living a double life because at the time COVID hadn't happened. Nobody was working remotely. Stuff like this on Zoom was like, yeah. no. So it was very hush-hush that I was living in KC, but still doing Bucks and Brewers and Packers every single morning in Wisconsin and, and a little bit of Marquette. But I, when I, and then long story getting longer, my wife and I had baby two and three in, within the same year. No, so, Irish twins, come trip, on. Irish triplets. <laughs> Irish triplets. <laughs> because the, they're born 50 weeks apart. 
Our first Holy was born cow. in late January, and then then we had two more who were born on a very ironic date, January 6th, but not that January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had to figure out in Kansas City what were we going to do because daycare would have been $2,400 a month, and who oh, can yeah. afford that at the time? And that's, so That's she, more than my rent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Um. So we actually got very lucky. She works in radio, too, and she got a job working at the station she interned at. 20 years ago in Des Moines. And so I was a stay at home dad for what felt like 30 years, but for one, (laughs) um, I was like, well, I got to do something with radio. I, you know, I, I, obviously I'm not going to work. I'm doing this for the family because it's the best thing on a number of fronts. And so I started my podcast wicked on Wisconsin. And then I started, I got a job doing mornings on a rock station on laser 103.3 here in Des Moines, but I'm still doing the podcast, took a little time off for the summer so that's why uh, I'm still a huge Green Bay Packers fan to this that's... point and, you know, eat and breathe all the air. Feed me the Aaron Rodgers controversy. <laughs> I got a Jordan Love hoodie. I was betting big on it. I was hoping it was Bitcoin <laughs> and it turned out to be Dogecoin. So I still have that hoodie in, in case Aaron ever, you know, isn't the starter for the Packers anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's Lucky awesome. for us, that might not be for a while. Well, at least two. Well, you'll be like out of a gig. Years. Look at your face. You don't look like Jordan Love. You'll be out of the gig. That's, That's why. That's true. I'm going to need to find some funds to get a lot of plastic surgery <laughs> yeah. when that happens. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Hey, um, I, I, before we get into any kind of Packers talk, I know I know we got you for just a limited time, man. You are yeah, a father. You got kids. And... I, go, I wake up at four, so you got me for That's the better amazing. part of about uh, an hour, 45 minutes for an hour. So I, go, awesome. I can see my wife. Because she just put all three kids to bed. <laughs> That's awesome. So, hey, Sean, uh, he happens to be a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I'd like oh. to say all Minnesota sports except for football. Okay. Yeah. And all he's right, from so Chicago, so there's the mix on that whole uh, situation. That, technically, so here's the explanation, Michael. I was born in Minnesota, <laughs> and I, when I was in second grade, we moved to Illinois, which was, you know, when you're a, when you become a sports fan, that first, second, like early elementary school is the formidable years of sports yeah. fandom. Yeah. And I have a twin brother. So, yes, there's two Aaron Rodgers doppelgangers in my family. <laughs> this, on this top of all like, the ones that get on television that aren't me. This just seems like a TikTok challenge. I, yeah, <laughs> it's like we, I think we should start a cult. But um, we were we've been rivals since we were in the womb. And so when we were in Illinois, my brother was more of the football player. So he got into the NFL first and became a Bears fan just from living in Illinois. And mm-hmm. I said, all right, well, who's their biggest rival? Packers? Cool. Now it's my favorite sports team. All right. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah. it. And then I we moved it. back to Minnesota. Now I'm here. Yeah. But anyway, so- carry on. I just needed to clear up that I'm not like a fair weather fan for one sport and then the four shittiest teams in all the other sports. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, but- and meanwhile, and by the way, so you're a Timberwolves fan yep. who was in Chicago. Your brother is the Bears fan, the Chicago sports fan. Yeah. Uh, you are all the Minnesota fan teams except for Green Bay. And I yeah. seen a Lajuan jersey behind you. Okay, when so he was that's, a rocket. That's, <laughs> that's signed by, that is signed by Hakeem the Dream himself. That's why I have it. My greatest dad center and, of all time. My mm. dad used to work for Breathe Right. That's why we lived in Illinois. And Got so it. I we have like plenty of athletes <laughs> memorabilia signatures. I have Jerry Rice on a helmet. 
49ers helmet out of screen. There's only greatness autographed at your home. Yes. 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 Well, the question that we have existing here is just that the Wolves have made some pretty big changes, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have not. Now, the question is, when they meet in the championship, who wins? How many games? Milwaukee or Minnesota? All right, so I realize that Minnesota gave away a ton to bring in Gobert, and it's a really intriguing twin tower thing. You know, talking about Mm -hmm. Elijah he and Samson, the twin towers there. For our younger listeners, that was the 1980s. Um, Listen, you added all that. You gave up all that to finish fourth in the West? Like I did yes. this, this, yes. that's what you really did. Like, it's cool. You went from the eight seed or whatever and, and, and or a playing winner to then, I mean, nobody thinks the T-Wolves healthy are better than the Warriors healthy or the nope. Suns healthy or nope. any Dallas healthy. Yeah. I mean, the West eh. is still so loaded. It's, imbi- eh. it's and, and the Clippers. Let's not get if, crazy with Dallas there. If Kawhi's back and healthy and he and Paul George play the entire time, they're not as good as the Clippers. I got to believe the Lakers have to get better. So, I mean, <laughs> you gave up all that to finish fourth in the West and not make mm-hmm. it out of the conference semis. Like, mm-hmm. I, I. When's the last time the Timberwolves won a playoff series? Was I. Oh, what grade was I in? Uh, have they ever? Yeah. Kevin Garnett. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it Kevin was. Kevin Garnett. I Kevin Garnett, Latrell Sprewell. That was a good team. Those are the Western the, Conference. They beat finals, the Sacramento right? Kings. Was Cassell on that to team? To get to the Western, that yes, Cassell was on mm-hmm. that team, and the reason they won to get to the Western Conference Finals against the Sacramento Kings is because a certain three-point shooting big man missed a game-winning three-pointer. Chris Wally Weber Zerbit. missed a oh. Chris Weber missed a game-winning three-pointer that would have sent Sacramento <laughs> on to the next round, but the fucking Timberwolves did it. So that's the point: is the Timberwolves are making moves to become better than what the Timberwolves are known for doing. And that makes them more marketable to players. And all of a sudden the Timberwolves, maybe like they just got a new president, Tim Connolly, who is known for being aggressive. Okay. And he just went out and he said, all right, let's be aggressive. I will also like to say that they made a call about Kevin Durant because you have to make a call about Kevin Durant. If you're the most aggressive president, in well, basketball, everybody's going to make a call about Shohei Otani, but he's not getting traded. But also, and the world for him. The Rudy Gobert trade is not as bad as people are making it out to be, and here is why. I don't think it's a bad trade, by the way. I, it's Utah just, Jazz, you gave up a lot to get yes a, the best defensive big man in the game. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because and then I think it's the right player too for the sole reason that. The, the one issue with the Minnesota Timberwolves leading up to Rudy Gobert was Cat could not play post defense. No, absolutely not. So and they it, were like, okay. Up. Like, okay, then we'll put a guy down there and let Cat just be Cat and let Cat not get double teamed because you can't double team Cat now because what are you going to just leave Rudy Gobert down there all by himself? No. And no. are you going to now, are you gonna leave D'Lo out open on the wing to shoot? Are you going to leave Anthony Edwards open? Like, who are you going to leave open? To double team cat now. I, I, I have to wonder if that's what Steph Curry stays up late thinking about. Oh, who, who, who are we <laughs> well, going to double? Steph Curry will be team. fine because <laughs> Steph Curry doesn't have to double anybody because I, while being the greatest shooter to ever play the game of basketball, he's also an incredible defender. He is. We're he not is. better than the Warriors. We're not better mm. than you're probably right. We come out fourth. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, well, we don't know what Anthony Edwards is going to end up being. All right. You, I, I, I've had enough of the Timberwolves talk McDaniels, here right now. I don't want to hear any more. Thanks, thanks for your participation. Michael. I appreciate I that. Week. I'd like to get it back to the Bucks Ask though right Eric. now because holy <laughs> shit, that's more Timberwolves talk than I need to hear hey, on a Thursday night. I'm just letting Michael Ooh. know Jaden McDaniels is going to become a household name. Okay. All right. All right. There's the receipt. And and as far as the Bucks go, I mean, if the if and I know people have said this, so I'm not creating brand new basketball analysis if middleton's healthy they go to the finals they beat boston so uh, but he wasn't and and you know what Kyrie wasn't healthy the year before and the bucks went on to win the mm-hmm. championship like injuries are part of the game no excuses i don't know what the bucks are going to do i mean they added joe inglis who i think if mm-hmm. you're on this podcast would be the oldest guy on this podcast <laughs> um you know they drafted the bouchon kid who knows what he's going to be okay that was going to be one of my questions for you if you had if you had an opinion on him because uh i haven't seen enough of him you know yeah. I, I i the hardest part is i mean we all grew up we talked about samson and elijah Wan. Mm-hmm. we all grew up in the era where we got to know a lot of guys in college basketball because mm. even though we didn't have as many games on tv in the regular season we still saw him year after year like at, I hate that I know like at the entire Duke basketball teams from the 1990s, like Leitner and Grandel and Thomas Hill and Bobby Hurt. What's wrong with Duke? I, I mean, Duke sucks. So, <laughs> come on. I, it's funny. It's funny that Duke players suck until they start playing good basketball for the Milwaukee Bucks, and then all of a sudden everyone's a Grayson Allen fan. Yeah. I was a big fan of that signing for the record. I did a whole podcast yeah, he's so on good. it. He's so said, good. That guy he has like three start. dirty plays, and people got pissed off. Oh, because he's from Duke. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, again, Duke sucks, but yeah. at the pro yeah, level, just because he's, of he's one championship the, game, you guys couldn't win. He's not. Justice Winslow touched that ball. Okay, <laughs> he might have. Justice <laughs> Winslow also balled out. His finger, the ball moved after it grazed yeah. his finger. Yeah, it might have. It might have. Uh, but Justice Justice Will, Winslow balled out that game. Mm. Um, but I I think that if if the Bucks. Again, if Middleton's healthy and he can play, and he had a very up and down year last year. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he was the the consistent, more consistent player that he was the year they won the championship. And then that's the key to it. I mean, Giannis is Giannis. He's he's putting up stats that only Elijah Wan and Michael Jordan put up. If you talk yeah. about awards and his trophy mm-hmm. case and all that, um, I still hate when he shoots anything outside of four feet. Uh, but that I don't, that know, why, I don't know why he would. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be growing further and further away from the basket every year. Yeah. Um, but I think as long as, you know, they figure out a way to keep Chris Middleton healthy, you know, and, and I, they're getting old too, by the way, that's the thing is, okay, you want to keep Middleton in there. You need him to play. You need he and Drew and Giannis who's still young, but the other guys are getting a little bit up there in age. So Brooks. is Bouchant going to be the guy, the hmm. catalyst, this star rookie that they need him to be? I, we'll find out. You know, people on my business always say, we shall see when they don't know what else to say, but literally we're going to have to wait and see. Who is going to be that next piece? Um, and I, I do believe they're the favorite in the East. If not, if they're one of the two favorites in the East. It's gotta be. And gotta also, be. if the Bucs can learn how to shoot three-pointers in the playoffs, they'll be deadly. Oh, see, they, I don't know if you see, saw the stat that I, came out that they're I, the worst three-point shooting team. Or like they go, they have the biggest jump down from yeah. regular season three-point percentage to playoff three-point percentage. I, I nice. know we're gonna get to the Packers at some point, but yeah. all the bud slander that was happening, fire bud did yeah. They were four for 30 from three in that last game. And I realized the last couple are desperation shots. Mm-hmm. You can't go four for 30 and maybe Middleton helps that stat, yep. but you can't go four for 30 and expect to win a playoff game against a team that is that good, that loaded, that stacked, that mm-hmm. defensive. Yeah. 
as as that Boston team was. And they yeah. they just absolutely took. They could have won that game, but if they would have shot. 38%, they probably win that game, but four for 30, give me a break. <laughs> but to take my Homer glasses off for a second, Eric, to answer your question, honestly, the Bucks would win that championship in five or six games. Uh, hashtag Bucks in six. I believe it's Bucks in six for yeah. the, for yeah. the yeah. culture. I mean, that makes <laughs> me feel better because we at least pushed it to six games instead of five. A little bit, little bit more brownie points on yeah, our side. I, I, just, I just look at a team like Minnesota that makes those, they got a huge star potential already on the roster. They bring in another $200 million guy. Like, what are we missing from the Bucks? And I go, man, are, are we that? We are getting older. They're big well, free or expensive. Yacht, I mean, they're yeah, paying Giannis 48 or 50. They're yeah. paying Drew a ton. They're paying Middleton a ton for it's another year. a good year. thing the salary cap's fake there. So. Right. I mean, it's you know, the cap's not real. It's even less yep. real in the NFL. Yeah. But you can move. I mean, it. it the Bucks you are just pay a luxury tax. They all yeah. fucking pay a luxury tax in right. the NBA. Yeah, one of their owner's kids just dropped out of the governor's race or the senator's race. So they got money, all right? <laughs> all right, let's need uh, money to keep Giannis around. <laughs> let, let, let's get out some common ground here. Let's talk some Green Bay Packers because things are going crazy up in Green Bay right now. Guys, uh, we have extensions for the whole front office there. You know, uh, everybody's secured. There seems like the future with uh, what Mark Murphy's doing. He's going to be out in a couple of years and setting a foundation right now. It just seems like... Three thirteen and three seasons. The disappointment that came with those. Uh, I'm a ridiculous optimist. Are you feeling like, Mike, this could be, you know, the the next stretch of uh, Green Bay Packers Super Bowl teams? No. <laughs> no, no I, be, all right it was good I, having you on the show that was fun. <laughs> no, but but here's why um because i realize that there's no stretch of anybody winning anything you know mm. like do i think they can win one in the next three years i hope so because hope so. as much as i like jordan love it's gonna be an eight win season probably at best his first year so that's gone yeah. it's difficult to win the super bowl i mean i get into debates all the time about Aaron Rodgers win loss record. And it's the dumbest argument in the world because if yes. Brandon Bostick gets out of Jordy Nelson's way, Aaron <laughs> gets to another Super Bowl. Yes. And eight probably years later, I'm still talking about yeah. that fucking game. They yeah. were so, so much better than that Patriots team, too. Mm. They would have kicked yeah. the shit out of them. Brutal. And, and they did it when Aaron was on one leg. Now, granted, mm. Mac got super conservative at the goal line, and we can talk about the interception late when what's his name went down to his knees. But but it's just so it it, it has to everything kind of has to go right. Uh, for to get to a Super Bowl, as you guys know, I'm not breaking anything down that you haven't yeah. heard before. Like, do I think the Rams are going to win three of the next five? No. I mean, when the Chiefs won their Super Bowl three years ago, they were going to win the next three. Right. Or when the <laughs> when the Seahawks won, when the Seahawks acquired Jimmy Graham, it was over because yeah. they had the Legion of Boom and Russ. Yeah. And, but you, who knows? I mean, remember, Burrow got hurt the year after they were the first pick in the the first pick in the draft. He gets hurt, and then the next year. They go to the Super Bowl. Like anything yeah. can happen. Anything so can happen. That's crazy. I, I, not to be negative, but mm -hmm. the odds are stacked against any team going mm -hmm. to two of the next four Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking for one. I'm really looking for one that is. God. Uh, God, yes. Like, I, sorry to cut you off. That, that vindicates the 13 and threes and everything and the talent that we've done right now because the GM investing in defense the way that he has the last couple of years, it just. That's what builds championships, and I like to see I, it come to fruition. I hate having to defend Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. I love having to defend Aaron Rodgers because 
I believe he's the most talented thrower of the football we've ever seen. Now, he won't mm-hmm. go down as the greatest quarterback ever because he doesn't have Brady's resume and yep. Montana's resume or whoever your, your, your favorite is. But if he could just get number two, if yeah. he could just get to number two. It would shut a lot of people up. Yeah, and I don't even need the fifth MVP to tie Peyton Manning. I'd take four MVPs, two Super Bowls, and a win and be like, all right, he's if he's not Brady, he's he's next tier. Like he's above yeah. Drew Brees. Shut up with the Drew Brees. <laughs> oh, you know, like I it, I'm so sick, but it, it pains the me. Assassin. Every January, the last couple of years, when you well, the one against the Niners a couple of years ago, they got curb stomped. But yeah, the one against Tampa and then last year against the 49ers. I just left thinking, God damn it, the best team didn't win mm-hmm. either of these two te- these two games. Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happened we faced the best opponents for us at those times as well. Like I think that the Buck both that Bucks team and that 49ers team matched up against us better than any other team in those entire playoffs. I think those were our would have been our toughest games no matter who we played against. So it felt like if we win those games. Who else is left to stop us? Like, I don't see the Rams beating us. Last well, they didn't. Year. They already yeah. lost to them. Yeah. They lost to a game, yeah. lost them at Lambeau Field. Yeah. And like the year before that, we beat them in the playoffs with a pretty similar team. Yeah, like was, besides yeah. the quarterback. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you add Von Miller, you add OBJ at that point. It's a, it's a little bit more explosive football team than they yeah. saw. Yeah, for sure. Know, in the regular season. But it's just like you mentioned, if they beat, uh, the Seahawks, they beat the Patriots. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think if they beat the Niners, and everybody was right, like everybody kept saying, bad matchup, so physical, yep. that a punch mm-hmm. him in the mouth, cold weather won't matter. And everybody was right. And I hate mm-hmm. when everybody is right. Because <laughs> it was the one team that isn't going to try to beat you by throwing it downfield. So they really were the best cold weather matchup for mm-hmm. us because they're just going to try to, like you said, punch us in the face and then just stop us from scoring. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And they knew that the Packers special team was going to fuck it up again. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have known because we all knew. <laughs> we did. I, I mean, I've got, I can go find receipts on my Twitter. Follow me at Mike Wicket. I can yeah. find receipts in October. And it's, they say, the Packers special teams will cost this team a playoff game. Yep. And and I don't get a lot right. I've yep. made my I've been in sports radio for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Don't get a lot right. That's why we stay in sports radio. <laughs> uh, but I got that one right. And of all the things the Packers have done, and I love their draft, the best thing that happened was signing Rich Pisaccia. Oh, that sure. was <clears throat> the best thing that could have possibly happened to this team because they have a good enough good enough offense, mm-hmm. even without Devontae. I don't believe yep. in all that. Their defense is going to be top three by the time we get to Halloween. Yeah. And and the special teams, as long as they're not crap. Like, I don't need you to be number one. Just no, don't, just be, don't ass. be crap. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah, be can... historically bad. We can't have fumbles trying to catch the ball. We can't have yeah. guys just running through on field mm-hmm. goals untouched. You know, I mean, it's bonkers. But right. listen, when Matt LaFleur says he's shocked that he doesn't have a head coaching position anymore, but when you got a young coach that has an older coach like Rich, who's yeah. just doing special teams, but how is that going to trickle on to everybody else that's in that building, man? It's a, it's something to be real optimistic about, man. When that move happened, you know, because you knew he wasn't going to get the job yeah. in, in, in yeah. L.A. or in L- Vegas. Vegas, yep. Yeah. In Oakland. He wasn't going to get the job with the Raiders. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's it. That's the perfect hire. How do you – and I've never been like, 
go get that special teams coach. Cause I've never had any opinion about the special teams coach. You know, it's yeah. always like, well, he sucks or he's fine. You mm-hmm. never hear about the special yeah. teams coach when well, they had Ron Zook. He sucked, but it's like, go get, cause that's the one weakness. It's like when you look at the draft board and your quarterback is, you know, um, is, is garbage. You're like, that's what we need. The special teams coach who is, who made the Raiders the best special teams in the NFL, go get back up the Brinks truck, sell more stock, Whatever you got to yeah. do, get that guy on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not have a, a short sale for a Chris Rizzi and let him walk out, you know, and not no. want to pay yeah. him. Boy, we no. learned from that one. We really uh-huh. learned from that one. Well, I remember two years ago, I think, I believe it was two seasons ago. It was either two seasons ago or three seasons ago. We got to week 16 or 17. And the first punt that we forced our punt returner went like five yards and they said, that's the longest punt return for the Packers all season. And then the next punt, he went like eight yards and they said, that's the longest punt return. And I did it at like three times yeah. in the game. Yeah. And David I Moore, never right? thought I'd say this. I miss that special teams <laughs> because of how bad last year's was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like kids today, who are just starting to watch Packers football and see how bad their special teams are, are going to turn on Desmond Howard, running one back in the Super Bowl, and be like, <laughs> Daddy, what is that? <laughs> oh, the good hey, old days. Well, you touched on it. Uh, subject I want to talk about was the lack of Devontae Adams and how that has impacted, number one, the headlines, but uh, people's discussions. There it is, number two. It's tough, Mike. Mm-hmm. How you know this is going to affect Aaron Rodgers. The wide receiver room in Green Bay has always been the conversation. Who can we add on? Now you got uh, DK Metcalf just signed a $73 million extension a couple hours ago. Julio Jones signed for $8 million at Tampa Bay. Would you want to spend $8 million for Julio Jones for a year? I'm, I, That's I'm a not million that. dollars per game. I'm not in that boat. Yeah, I'm not in that boat. I was fine with Sammy. But then he got Sammy, who's got a hamstring injury, which he's had his whole career. So now we're in the same you know, circle of discussions about – how is this going to affect the team? Are, are, are you seeing any negative or positive there, Mike? Well, it's, losing Devontae and filling it with Sammy Watkins is definitely not a positive. Um, I'll talk personnel first and then yeah. scheme. I think what Green Bay looked at, and they, they made the choice, they could have had either one. They could have had Watkins for four or Julio for probably more while all of the offseason was happening, and they paid mm-hmm. Sammy four million bucks. Mm-hmm because they're very cap conscious. When I was in Kansas city, I covered the chiefs and that was the year Sammy blew up at the beginning and the end of the year. Like if you get, if you have healthy Sammy Watkins and it's Mm -hmm. only for a finite amount of time, you have a top 12 wide receiver in the NFL, but you don't get him that long. I mean, he is a guy that can do a lot of different things. He's not just like DK has got one move go. Uh, and I love DK Metcalf. I wish the Packers would have traded Jordan love for DK Metcalf. That was my off season wish list. Mm-hmm. Number one, because they now have uh, Geno Smith, Andrew Locke, whatever they got going yeah. on there. So you, you took a cheap gamble on Sammy Watkins. I don't know if, if, uh, if Randall Cobb's going to have 30 catches this year. I, I just feel like we're watching the end of Randall Cobb's career. Mm-hmm. And he's kept around to mentor. I don't yeah. think he's a focal point now. I can be yeah. wrong. Again, I'm wrong a lot. Mm-hmm. But it feels like they're giving the keys to the ca- castle to Alan Lazard, who Rodgers had fought for to keep on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget, um, because he's – and I watched Lazard play at Iowa State. 
My wife's an ISU grad, so I have to watch a lot. Of oh, really? Football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I have to watch a lot of Cyclone football during the mm-hmm. season. But I remember watching Lazard's senior year. I'm like, that guy just catches everything. Yeah. He's not a blazer. He's not shifty. He's a bigger dude, kind of that type, type, uh, tight end hybrid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's a dude that catches everything, and that's the most important thing with Rodgers. Yeah. You do you know where you're going to be, and will you catch the ball? I don't yeah. need you to be six foot three and two twenty, uh, and be able to leap eighty yards in the in the air because I'm going to put the ball on your shoulder, mm-hmm. unlike anybody else who's ever played the game. Yeah. So if 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 Lazard can get you, let's ballpark, eighty catches. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You're not going to get Devontae's hundred plus Mm-mm. or ninety plus, but mm-hmm. if I get eighty and nine or 10 touchdowns out of him. We can distribute it amongst the rest of the guys. And I'll t- I did a whole podcast on Christian Watson. I, I could talk to a guy who covered Christian Watson in, uh, in North Dakota. Nice. And I am in love with Christian Watson. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going right all back in with my Dogecoin buy. I hope it's Bitcoin again. That's the next Jersey I want. I want a Christian Watson Jersey because I think he fits Lafleur's scheme so well. He's big, he's fast. He blocks. Well, mm-hmm. I think, you're going to have Lazard who's going to be your, your alpha and everybody else is going to be fighting for everything else. Not to the yep. extreme. We saw Devonte and everybody else, but I think this is, this is a good wide receiver room. It's mm-hmm. not the crap that Colin Cowherd is going to tell you that it is, yeah. but I think it's a good wide receiver. Room. Not great. It's not what the dolphins have, but it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And well, 158, 158 targets is not going to go to one receiver. And that's what everybody thinks. That's what the jokes are on Twitter. Like, Ooh, the, 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 a lot of the bear fans love this conversation, right? <laughs> well, yeah, Cause they can't. <laughs> Lazard's going to be able to be. Yeah. Bears fans love it. Cause then they don't have to talk about Velas Jones. Not so junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just think the point is you, you we're going to have the first look really of Matt LaFleur's uh, ideal offense that he yeah. wanted to put here, you know, not having, yep a quarterback that overrides plays and situations where it's just zoned in, you know, uh, uh, Devante. So I'm excited to see what that potential brings. It's, it's what you just said. It's when he comes to the line, 11 guys on defense, 80,000 people in the stands, everybody watching at home knows Yeah, Aaron's looking for 17. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure out what 17's matchup. How far back is the guy? What signals are they giving each other? Now mm-hmm. you, I mean, you think his number one is going to be Lazard, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And, and I love the idea. And I know the hardest part for me when I watch Aaron Rodgers play is I would watch. Here's a throwback. Eddie Lacy. Yes. Eddie Lacy would pick up six yards on first down and then wouldn't see the ball again for three series. <laughs> and you're like, what is McCarthy doing? Oh. And half that time, you know, it's Aaron audibling out of the series yeah. or out of yeah. the play. Cause he's like, okay, we already got Lacey his ball. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I'm throwing, you know, yeah. Devonte down there somewhere. Yeah. So it's like, I, I hope without having the safety blanket, he'll rely on Jones and Dylan, who I love. I absolutely love that backfield. It's the best backfield in football. It is overall. It's the best backfield in football. Mm-hmm. I just want him to use it. And you know, LaFleur has all the Shanahan, tr- you know, gadget plays mm-hmm. and misdirection. When you guys watch games, you ever sat yeah. there at the end of the first half and there's been two motion plays in the whole first half yeah. and you're like, yeah. where's the LaFleur offense? Yeah. And yeah. then it comes back out in the second half. Yeah. Well, why did why did Tyler Irvin leave our team and or get injured, then go to a different team and we don't do another, you know, bubble screen? We, we don't right. do any any well, did they not practice that, that in August? We, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. My whole, my whole shtick during this last football season was call, trying to calm down all of the angry Packer fans after first half football games and being like, Hey, we're a second half team. And that's because LaFleur 
got to be Lafleur in the second half, and it felt like it was just Aaron Rodgers playing catch with Devontae Adams in the first half or trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just – it was weird to just sit there to watch the whole second half and be like, hey, if we would have done this for the whole game, this would be a way less stressful football It's like, game. why don't we make the plane out of the, indust- the indestructible <laughs> yeah. black box? Why don't we play this way <laughs> the whole game where we have three guys in motion and Aaron doing play action? and Like, it, 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 it just made me so insane yeah. sometimes to watch it. So I hope – things we're in year what four now under LaFleur mm-hmm. it's got to be his entire playbook mm-hmm. there's no more Rodgers McCarthy you know little spots here and there I, I would yeah. like to think but I, I don't know they didn't give me a playbook this year yeah <laughs> maybe they, it's probably still in the mail you no, know I'll go, I supply the mail chain's today, yeah. rough supply chain's rough right now <laughs> hey the uh, biggest the other big conversation is David Bakhtiari the offensive line he Ooh. throws out a message on Instagram or Twitter maybe hinting that the return is sooner rather than later. I got other people that are thinking he's never going to be playing with the Packers again. Some people say he's done with his career. Uh, what what are you feeling from all the uh, news and notes and rumors out there, Mike? Has anybody made more money not playing football than David Bakhtiari due to injury? Like I, I, some guys suck and get paid and, yeah. and don't play. And I, I'm I'm not trying to make light of the injury. I feel yeah. bad. Bakhtiari's a good dude. He might be a close second to Sam Bradford. That would be the only person that might. Sam, pl- yeah, that's a games per dollar would be a good yes, a yes. good yeah. ratio yeah. to do someone. On that. Someone out there, do the math and let us know who's <laughs> made the most money per yeah. game mm. they've played. Per game missed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder, are we going to? G- See, if you say this, then it's like people say you're you're turning your back on Bakhtiari. Yeah. And I don't know if we're ever going to see the great David Bakhtiari again. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to get 75% Bakhtiari for the next mm-hmm. two years? Is that good enough to keep Aaron upright? Yeah. I go back to the idea I want to see the ball run a lot more, and that would take mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off of protecting Aaron's blind side. Play to your strength or play to your weakness mm-hmm. uh, is something people don't talk about enough. So yeah. I feel... Because he went to that Lions game and then was done last year and didn't play in the playoff game. And he's not the reason they lost. Mm -mm. Um, But to go from not playing to the Lions game played, and then when you read his comments about, you know, something flared up or something popped or whatever, you're like, oh, that's not good. So then he does another year of rehab. I mean, are we going to see Bakhtiari week one, week eight, uh, Mm. mid-November? I. Yeah. I want to think like to me what I would do and no one has asked my medical opinion. It's like, let's get Bakhtiari 100%, whatever that is. And I felt this way about signing Julio Jones. Let's get him 100% before we try to get him out there again. Cause I don't want him coming in like booby miles and Friday night lights yeah. and trying to play when he shouldn't play. And then he injures himself and he's over and done with. So yeah. I don't know if the best Bakhtiari is still out there. I just don't want him to go out and try to come back too early. So follow up the um, second best option that is on the Packers roster to play at left tackle at some point, Elton Jenkins. How about him? Do we ever get the Elton Jenkins that we saw before his injury? I have more faith in Elton Jenkins to come back because of his age. Yeah. 
because he's what four or five years younger and i remember i was able to drink all night at 22 (laughs) go to work the next day damn to be the hangover now i just cracked my second beer i'm going to bed soon (laughs) you you just feel like young guys can bounce back and play at a better level i think 100 percent elton jenkins is better than 75 percent david bakhtiari yes so i i would say if i had to to handicap it i'd rather have you know, 100% Jenkins than 75% Bakhtiari. And I believe we get Jenkins back to 100% before we get Bakhtiari back to being the all-pro left tackle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm. The combinations there, we're lucky and fortunate to have the depth that we have right now. But again, it's that question. Like, what does Bakhtiari have left? (sighs) He has a lot of money to spend. He does. And he does. He's got a boatload of money. If, but how long do you hold on to him, though? Then that's the question that yeah. comes in. Like, after this year, we really got a question to answer about him, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you. It's a big, God, I mean, big can, money. Th- think about this scenario. What if I told you today, Bakhtiari's having surgery tomorrow and he's out the, for the rest of the year? <sighs> but this is a brand new knee and he's going to have the, you know, he's the. Six million dollar man, or now he's a sixty million dollar man, or whatever. I'm calling you know, a deal. I'm calling deal. You do you would take a year off of Bakhtiari? I mean, you're yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're jeopardizing a potential prime year of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's, to 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 get Bakhtiari back to if I guaranteed you was 100 percent in 23, would you take that? It's it, worth it for me because I think we have uh, like we we probably get El, Elton Jenkins back. Prob- I mean, early post or early second half of the season. And we got pieces we can move around. And like, really, if we just have to stay playoff ready or pl- like have a playoff record when getting Jenkins back on that football field, and we are immediately a better passing football team and probably a better running football team as well. Um, and then you tell me that the beginning of next year, no matter what happens this year, we get a hundred percent Elton Jenkins and a hundred percent David Bakhtiari on the football field with two more years on Rogers contract. I'm all in. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. I mean, I, I, I understand it mm-hmm. for a lot of Packers fans that would say, mm. yeah, they'd say cut them. Well, <laughs> they, or they, don't do the surgery and get them back now. Yeah. Or don't do the surgery and get them back by Halloween. Yeah. And and then and then see how it goes. Give him six six more weeks on the pup list. Put yeah. him on IR six weeks there. I don't know how any of that works. Yeah. And then you activate him for three weeks. And then in week three, he plays like I yeah. think there are a lot of Packers fans that would approve that move by Green Bay. I approve want, that move. Yep. They want 85 yeah. percent Bakhtiari because he's good enough to go. Also Aaron. more at risk of a career ending injury. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't think I'm willing to take that risk if you're putting 100 percent Bakhtiari in a year at guarantee level and that is why none of us get paid to make these decisions (laughs) we're not in we're not in the trainer's room we don't look at x-rays i don't have a medical degree i don't know if you guys have medical degrees and none of us are nfl coaches i'm glad i don't want to make that decision i took a couple science classes (laughs) (laughs) well hey i want to be respectful of your time here uh mike but but we have to talk we have to talk about the defense because you mentioned earlier that you liked the green bay packers nfl draft oh everybody hated it i was do 
doing circles. I can't believe we got two guys from Georgia, let alone Quay uh, and Devontae. I, 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 everybody needed a receiver, and they were all gone anyway by that time. They were all gone by the 16th pick. What, what were we going to do? Package both of our picks for uh, – it, it didn't make any sense. I love it because you can draft me for the next five years, five first-round defensive players from Alabama or Georgia yeah, yeah. or LSU, yes. and I'll call it a great pick. I don't care. That's <laughs> me. I don't need a Vanderbilt or somebody from Mizzou, but yeah. that top-end SEC talent with that top-end SEC speed, mm. I, I loved it, and I really loved it because Packer social media hated it. So I know <laughs> yeah. that both dudes, the yeah. linebacker and the defensive yes. linemen, were both really, really good picks. And then they came back and they got my guy Watson, who I would have been fine with at 22. Uh-huh. I would have been fine with it because he fits like you draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ted Thompson took round pegs and put them in square holes, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it worked and it didn't work. Like when yeah. he drafted tackles or drafted guards and made them tackles or drafted mm-hmm. three, four guys for a four, three. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, Ted, you, you, you're an executive of the year. I have to yeah. believe, you know what you're doing, <laughs> but Christian Watson's perfect for the Matt LaFleur system. Yeah. He, he blocks. He had the highest, uh, run block win rate of any receiver in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. They only threw the ball about 45% of the time yeah. at North Dakota. Like mm-hmm. this is a dude that fits Lafleur's scheme, assuming 12 will do it, but this is a guy that fits that Lafleur scheme. Yeah. And I am so in love with it after yeah. that. I mean, the, the other receiver they took um, uh, dubs, Dobbs, uh, yeah. Dobbs, he's killing it from everything oh, I'm reading yeah. right now. In First training two camp. days, he's a standout. So I was throwing up the dubs for dubs. Yeah. Yep. I, I just think that the Packers did such a good job of finding meaningful impact guys right now mm-hmm. and for two years from now from yeah. from, you know, pick one all the way to the seventh round. I just yeah. I loved their draft. It was unbelievable. You know who a lot of people are loving right now in training camp, not named Romeo Dubs, <laughs> Devontae Wyatt. People are yeah. loving Devontae. They're saying he's a beast. Mm-hmm. And I just love him for the sole purpose that it's a body next to Kenny Clark. Yes. Yeah. And yes. now. Kenny's- You've got Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt eating up blockers for the unblockable mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I am old enough to remember when Rashawn Gary was a bust on drive. I am night. too. I, I remember yeah. all of the people <laughs> blasted. He was so bad. Everybody, uh, he never lived up to potential. This is a reach. Fire Gudikins. This is the worst pick ever. And he's like the breakout and in the entire National Football League last yeah. year going into this year, mm-hmm. uh, I I think it again, they helped out this year and the future with the with the linebacker and with yeah. with Devontae Wyatt. And again, give me that give me that SEC talent. I'm a mm-hmm. Michigan fan. All right. You talk about when you grew up, you're a Timberwolves fan. Mm-hmm. Go blue. <clears throat> all right. That's my yeah. team. All right. I watched them bully ball my Wolverines in the in the final four game. And they it was like varsity and JV. After two yeah. series, you just looked at it like Georgia just has bigger, better, faster players. Mm-hmm. Wyatt's one of them mm-hmm. and Quay Walker's the other. And it's like, yep. That's yeah. what you need. I don't need some prospect out of Tennessee State. Give me the juice. Give me the dudes from yep. Georgia. Yeah. Well, with Stokes and the speed that he brings along, every level of that defense right now is so deep. Uh, the questions remain: Who's going to be the third and fourth safety? You know, I mean, the debates in in the upset about Quay Walker being drafted because you just why would you do that? You just signed Devontae Campbell for fifty billion dollars. It doesn't make it makes absolutely zero sense. You only play one inside linebacker in these formations. Blah blah blah. Quay Walker six four two fifty. Yeah, and he flies, and he can. I mean, he's going to be adding blitz 
dynamics to our defense that we really haven't seen in quite a while. I mean, it's a healthy Zadarius maybe lining up over the middle and blitzing. If the biggest debate an NFL championship caliber team has is who's your third or fourth safety, you're doing okay. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like if 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 you're getting like, what are we going to talk about this week on the podcast? <laughs> Who's the guy two back behind Adrian Amos? Like, like <laughs> yeah. doing, if it comes down to that, you're probably not winning the, the NFC. Because yeah. somebody's yeah. going to pick on you like they like teams picked on the Packers secondary for the last six years, yeah. up until the last couple, and now their secondary is so loaded. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you're adding Jair back to the fold. Oh, there is no better. How many, I mean, how many teams do you think have the be- have a top three position group at a quarterback? <laughs> At um, at defensive back, at safety, and at uh, running back, like there's not a lot of teams that are as loaded in so many spots. Yeah, yeah, the wide receiving core ain't what Minnesota's got, but still, whatever. Rogers is better than Cousins. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up Minnesota because their fans, <laughs> from what I hear are very excited about their secondary. And I just remind them a secondary that includes starter Shandon Sullivan. <laughs> All right. I'm going to back up my boy Showtime Sullivan. Mm. Somebody bought me a cameo for my birthday once of Shannon oh, Sullivan. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, no. That's awesome. <laughs> Shannon, if you're listening, I didn't say that. <laughs> Shannon Sullivan's my guy till I die because of that oh, cameo yeah. that my friend Brian in Kansas City bought for me for yeah. my birthday. That's awesome. Uh, and, and to congratulate us on having kids. So I'm like, uh, back off, got, Shannon. Got, got, okay. got to love it. Okay. But listen, the, the, that, it's so true to have that depth in your secondary to talk about the defensive line though for a minute it's not getting any shine yet the current formations you have are Slayton at nose tackle Kenny playing three technique and Reed playing on the on the other side Devonta Wyatt Dean Lowry are in in Ford right now are the backups for that line that is a massive amount of humans that can play that defensive front Lowry reminds me of Pat Connaughton. You're like, why is he still on this <laughs> roster? And, but yeah. you look at his, what he does, and he's not going to wow you. He's a rotational guy. He's a bench guy. And you're like, okay, because he comes in, and all of a sudden, who made the run stuff? Or yeah. who disrupted you know, Cousins and got him out where he threw the ball out of bounds? Like, yeah. Lowry's such a good rotational, positional dude that he just fits with this. I think by the time we do get to Halloween, and I'll keep referencing Halloween because that's always my point where the first, I don't think the first week or two weeks of the regular season really matter. Man, mm-hmm. Remember the New Orleans game yeah. a year ago in week yeah, one. Yeah, we were screwed. We were going to be the worst team in football. Yeah, wide mm-hmm. riders come back. He hate, he's, <laughs> he's obviously throwing the games. But by the time, I said, by the time we get to Halloween, that defense will not be this bad. And it wasn't. Yeah. It got much better under Joe Barry. I think by the time we get to Halloween, why it's a starter, and maybe even before that. I, I think you're looking at a monstrous defensive line. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a very fast uh, 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 linebacker core. And between Jair and Stokes and uh, name escapes me, Douglas, they acquire, Russell, and, and Razul. I always want to call him Razul Butler. <coughs> yep. Um Good babe. Basketball I just player. don't know if there's a better defense in the NFC right now from, from, from yeah. the front line all the way to the back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and who's Eric, the best defense in the NFL? 
Well, everybody's going to say the Rams or the Bills, right? Bills. The Bills are the best defense in the NFL. Bills gave up 60 points in that game to Kansas City. They, <laughs> yeah. they couldn't stop we gave Patrick up 13. Mahomes with 13. Yeah. Exactly. They yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. stop Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds left in that game. I'll still give the Bills Bills the edge at right now uh, uh, on a total field of work. But they were, again, they were going against, a like, if you put them up against the field of work that the Packers did last year and what the Bills did last year, who's healthier? Hmm. Yeah. Because we had Zadarius Smith on the sideline, we had Jair Alexander on the sideline, Rashawn Gary missed some games. Mm-hmm. I, like, I we had guys I, missing games left and right on our defense, and Joe Barry still ended the season with a top ten pass defense. Yep, and a much improved, not yet top ten run defense. Right, overall top ten defense. I mean, yeah. they were. I mean, you go from the Petten years, <laughs> and oh. Petten. What's amazing is Petten. Was better than Dom. <laughs> yeah. It was an improvement. Yeah. We look back yeah. and we we throw shade at Petten, but hey, man. I really think the biggest thing that lost Petten his job is the number of times that we had to see Preston Smith go into coverage. Yeah, yeah. it just didn't make any sense. That was a wild, wild thing. And then everyone's like, Preston Smith's having a bad year. Yeah, well, you would too if you were a pass rusher and they're putting you in deep in coverage. <laughs> well, well, Preston Smith, unfortunately, we're on the the down the bad side of his cycle. You know that it's mm-hmm. every year he has the double digit sacks and yeah. then two sacks. Yeah. He comes off the monster year last year, opposite Z for two games, and then Gary. The statistics say he's due for a down year. Now, I hope that's not really a thing Mm -hmm. because when Preston Smith plays well, Mm -hmm. God, that defense is so good. It's almost like he's a linchpin to it. They click. Yeah, they really Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Mike, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. This was just such a fun time. Are we done? Did I already, did I put yeah. the clock on us? Yeah, we're at uh, we're at an hour here, and uh, man, you are just, uh, I tell you, you got a voice, you got a brain, you got the whole package, you got a, you got a family. Uh, I love it. You're, you're, you're in Iowa, and you're doing Packer work, and gosh, it's amazing. I, I just, I love the whole story, Mike, so thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Where in Iowa are you, Mike? Uh, West Des Moines. So have you been to Zombie Burger? Oh yeah, everybody I comes to Des Moines. Zombie, zombie Burger. <laughs> Even I just like, had to, I was like, ah, why? why what's the once. catch? What's the catch? Oh, it's they just do crazy all, burgers. It's just mac and cheese or lobster oh, yeah. or like they put a coney dog on a burger and pour it like it's craziness. Uh, you know, I worked for a rock station in town, and Pop Evil came. Whatever the shows that we were, you know, doing the, the rock band Pop Evil, and the guy comes on stage says, every time I come to Des Moines. I go to Zombie Burger on stage in front of everybody. You know, everyone in Des Moines goes crazy. So, yes, I'm very familiar with Zombie yep. Burger. Only went once. It was for a rock concert, Under Oath. I went to see Under Oath okay. at, uh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it was attached to Up Down because I went into Up Down, which is an arcade bar, <laughs> and Woolies? I met the drummer of Under Oath. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is that Woolies? Is yes, that, I think yeah, it was Woolies. Yeah. Yep. Woolies but yeah, and my menus. buddy said, the only food place I have to take you is Zombie Burger, and he was right. So yeah. if anyone's going to Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, eat Zombie Burger. Well, thank uh, you so much for having me, guys. I, yeah. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm always up for talking more Packer football whenever you need me. So just awesome. let me know. I just have to awesome. put my three kids to bed. Awesome. Well, hey, <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you out on the socials and uh, plug anything you need to plug, Mike. Appreciate yeah, a podcast back into full swing um, at Mike Wicked on Twitter. The podcast is called Wicked on Wisconsin. It's on Spotify. It's on Google it's- Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can actually grab it at uh, com, a site that I do a little writing for as well. So follow me on Twitter at Mike Wicked, two T's, and uh, go Pack Go. Awesome. Go Pack Go. Appreciate it, Mike. Anytime. Dude, oh, that was fun. Woo! I couldn't end the show with it right there because I, just, I mean, we had to it's, get a reaction of that one. 
Yeah, it's, t- it's what the hell just happened right now? I we just talked know. to a guy that's like on a, on the, on the mic every day. I know he was, and he's good at it. You can tell. Yeah, he's really good at it. You man. can tell that he gets paid to do this, mm-hmm. and we're just a couple of chumps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we all love the Packers. That's a great thing about podcasting, yeah. and uh, everything's. Man, the full swing. Twitter's on fire right now with camp updates. Andy Herman, if you guys aren't following him, make sure you're following him. Uh, Schneidman, he's got great updates. Nagler, of course, they're all out there. Uh, I don't know if you look at Ryan Wood or Wes Hodquitz. You guys know where to, where to find him out there. But for any boomers, if you're boomers out there, it's called Twitter. Check it out. Lots of information. Twitter.com. All right, buddy. It's the website. With that, take us out. Heck me, Army. Oh, man. That one was so much fun. We just got shown up. We got a little <laughs> lesson in how to do podcasts, how to talk to in a microphone. Um, mm. Nah, we're, we're, hey, we're great, too. Um, but we got to talk, you know, we still talk a little bit of non-Packer football here and there. We talk mm-hmm. about a lot of Packer football. And we just have fun. That's what we're all about here is having fun. So as long as you're having fun with us, you know where to find us. All the you're you're here, so you found us great. But tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell that random lady in front of you at Starbucks that can't figure out what she wants that she can listen to Acme Army while she makes her decision. <laughs> and come back every single Friday. Listen to all the other shows that Eric's putting out there, and Got a wild just one. make sure to share them and keep hanging out with us because we love y'all. And as always, go, pack, go. Strange as it might seem, well, I get off on the lack of sanity. Mm-hmm. Running around in circles, she got a string.